Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show Podcast. Today we talk to John Rush of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Just signed a new two-year deal, but let's talk about his dog, Bone. So cute. And John's a vegan, too, so that's something you don't normally see in the CFL with football players. Also, sticking with football, Brady Oliveira, Winnipegger, just graduated from the University of North Dakota. We'll talk about his training upcoming for the CFL and NFL drafts. Plus, our weekly weird roundup. It's a new thing. We're going to make it a thing. Let's try it on the podcast. Winnipeg Blue Bombers have ticked another free agent off their list today, announcing that special teamer John Rush has signed a two-year extension. It's the latest development in what has been a busy offseason for Rush. If you haven't seen his social media feeds, Twitter, Instagram, he adopted a huge dog after the season ended. John joins us now from his parents' place in Niagara Falls, Ontario. First of all, John, congrats on the new contract. How does it feel to be back in blue and gold? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty amazing feeling to be back uh, back with Winnipeg. We have a great group of guys. We have great coaching staff, and I've really enjoyed my time the past two years in Winnipeg, so I'm really really happy to be back. and really excited to uh, you know, get this going again and play football and have another chance at the Grey Cup. Is there a part of you that is looking for maybe a more expanded role, or are you happy with what you do for the team right now? I mean, um, obviously everyone wants to be the superstar and everything like that, but that's one of the greatest parts about um, football is um, every person has a role. Every person has a, a position on the team, and no matter how how small it is, you you contribute to the team's success, which is which is ultimately you know the end goal is to win, right? So um, obviously, like everyone wants to play more, but I'm I'm just happy to help the team succeed in any way um, they see fit. So, how's your off season gone so far? Uh, I mean, my off season's been pretty great so far. I uh, um, I adopted a dog. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, my, I've got my training going again and everything like that. I'm feeling good and healthy. So uh, I'm already missing football. <laughs> I'm already hoping it's uh, it's May again so we can be back with the boys in the locker room and, and be back playing football. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to relax at the same time. But uh, So it's, it's been, going, it's been going pretty good so far. Yeah, I, it's got a lot of attention on social media. I've seen a lot of pictures with you and your dog. Uh, tell me more about Bone. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> he's a great dog. I uh, I adopted him from the uh, shelter in Hamilton just a little over a month ago now, and uh, he got abandoned for being too big. Um, and the craziest part is he's only 11 months, and he's still uh, he's still growing. He's got a, another probably 40 pounds to gain still. And um, he's he's a great dog. He's calm. We're uh, putting him through training right now to be. Uh, uh, hospital dog, so we're going to go visit uh, sick kids' hospitals in Ontario and, and Winnipeg when we get back. And he's going through the training for that right now, which is amazing. And then when we start our trip across Canada to visit dog shelters, he's going to be a he's going to be a therapy dog for other dogs as well. So he's just an, he's all around just great dog, and I'm really happy to have him. That's the first thing anyone thinks when they see this dog is this this is a big big puppy and there's a picture yeah. of you in the Toronto Christmas market in front of this love sculpture and you're basically the same height when he, the dog's on his hind legs. Yeah, no and that's the craziest part is he's still growing. Like since that picture, he's probably growing another 2 inches. Wow. Yeah. So how much food does he eat? <laughs> He eats a lot of food. He eats uh, right now. He's at six cups a day, and I'm gonna up it to seven cups a day pretty soon. And uh, so that's looking at like uh, about a hundred to 120 bucks a month worth of dog food. Is he 
take up a lot of space on the the bed on the couch, or does he have to sleep in his own spot? No, he uh, he sleeps in the bed with me, and I have a I have a king size bed. There's a couple of pictures you can see. Uh, he pretty much takes up the whole bed. He pushes me right up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it important for you to adopt a shelter dog? Uh, so I've been. I adopted my first dog when I was nine years old from the Niagara Falls Humane Society, and um, dogs have held a pretty, pretty like saw like a close thing in my heart for since then. They've uh, you know dogs have been my best friends. I've I've always loved you know being around dogs. They they have this youthful enthusiasm to them about life. You know they they're always so happy about everything. Like if you're excited, they're excited, and if you're sad, like they're right there next to you to like support you and everything like that. And, and no matter what what you do, they they love you unconditionally. And I think uh, I think a lot of people kind of tend to lose that youthful enthusiasm and that caring and loving for each other in life. So I love how dogs represent that. And you know, they dogs in these shelters have helped me out so much in my life, and that I I just try and kind of give back to them now. So I, I by adopting the dogs, by supporting the shelters and volunteering at them and kind of promoting them, I I feel like I'm able to give back to to them. And why the idea to train uh, Bowen as a hospital dog? Um, I mean, his his demeanor is so calm, and he's so um, good with everyone. And he he loves meeting new people. He loves going up, and especially kids. Like when we when we walk around Niagara Falls, and there's a lot of obviously tourists and stuff, um, but they're kids. Like he he goes up and like licks their face, and he just like kind of loves being around kids. And I I figured when I was nine, there was nothing more I wanted to be around than dogs. So I figured if I could train him to go to these hospitals, it could uh, it could help brighten these kids' days when sometimes they're going through some pretty pretty hard stuff. You're also notably a vegan and a football player. Is that something that you still get some questions about? How you can do both? Oh yeah, for sure. Plenty of uh, uh, plenty of people are always asking me like, you know, how do you get enough protein? How do you how do you do it? And, you know, how do you not eat meat? Like steak is so delicious. And <laughs> I, I, I get it. Uh, it makes sense to me. Um, I used to eat all those things. So like, it's not like I just forgot how good they taste, but uh, I, it's, it's crazy how much better my body feels um, being vegan and, and doing this stuff and like living this lifestyle. So um, a lot of people uh, don't understand how much better it, it, it can be. So they're, they're, obviously curious about it and stuff like that, but none of it's ever, um, you know, hateful or derogatory or anything like that. It's, it's mainly just people being curious about it because they, they just don't know anything different. How long ago did you go vegan? Uh, a, a year ago, uh, on January 1st. So it was a new year's thing and you stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it ever since. Okay. Is it take a lot of discipline to maintain that, that regimen or was it once you got past a bit of a learning curve, it was good. Oh, it's yeah. Like now, now it's super easy. But uh, like at first, um, it was difficult, especially because you know I was a meat and potatoes at every meal kind of guy. Like I was eating, uh, like for breakfast, I would have eggs, uh, bacon, like cheese on my potatoes, and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like I'm like, oh man, I, what am I going to eat for breakfast? <laughs> and so like it was at first, is kind of just trying to learn what you could make without it and still get enough protein in. But ever since I learned how, like where I like other sources to get my protein, it's been it's been pretty much just like the same as I would normally cook. Does it cost about the same or more to be vegan? 
Uh, I, I've actually found that it's like cheaper, especially when I, I get most of my protein from like beans and lentils and stuff like that. And you can buy a can of beans for like 69 cents or, you know, a big bag of lentils that lasts you a week for like four bucks and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're, if you're buying like the ready-made meals and stuff like that, it's going to be more expensive. But for the most part, I, I find it to be uh, a little bit cheaper actually. Okay. So what does a typical day for you look like food wise? What are your favorite meals? Uh, uh, I like, I like a lot of routine. So, I mean, I'm fine with eating the same meal every single day. So I'll wake up and I'll have a, like a fruit smoothie with a protein, like a scoop of protein. And then, uh, for lunch, I'll usually have like one or two burritos that I fill with like quinoa, corn, guacamole, salsa, maybe some tofu or, um, some other like fake meat in there. And then for dinner, uh, tonight we're actually making uh Philly cheesesteak for dinner but it's like it's obviously a fake steak um and like not real cheese so that'll be interesting but usually for dinner i'll just have like a quinoa bowl where i'll throw in a bunch of uh vegetables like broccoli black beans corn uh avocado put it on some like um vegan dressing and stuff like that so even though there's no meat does bone still look for some table scraps Oh yeah, he loves he he loves uh, cruising the table like the counters and stuff, seeing if he can pull anything off. And he's basically as tall as it too, so <laughs> he kind of just like he's that surface level, just like looking right at it. That's great. Okay, John, what what does your next few months look like? Is it just a lot of training? And uh, before you come back to Winnipeg, when do you come back to the the peg? Yeah, no, uh, it's pretty much just training for the next few months until uh, May when we get back out there for training camp. And, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying spending time with Bowen, obviously. And my brother just had his first baby and he lives at home with us as well. So, you know, just a lot of, a lot of family time, a lot of dog time and just working out and getting ready for the season, really. All right, John. Well, congratulations on the new contract. Thanks for taking time to talk to me today and uh, enjoy the rest of your off season with your dog. Yeah, I really appreciate appreciate that. Thanks a lot. That's John Rush, special teamer, fullback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. If you haven't checked out his Instagram or Twitter feed and you like dogs, you should do that because Bone is enormous. He's the size of a football player and he's adorable. So you should do that. Uh, if you missed the story, you can go on cjb.com as well. We're joined now on the line by Brady Oliveira, who's a running back for the University of North Dakota. He's ranked in the top 10 in the Winter Scouting Bureau rankings for the CFL. Brady, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, how did your uh, senior season go at North Dakota? Yeah, you know, I mean, looking at a team standpoint, um, it could have done a lot better. Obviously, making a push for that postseason, uh, playing in the postseason and playing in the playoffs, but that didn't happen. But you know, as an uh, individual season success, you know, it was uh, it was very good. One of the best seasons I've had in my uh, college career there at UND. Um, so yeah, you know, it was it was great, and I just think that all happened just due to all the hard work that I put into it. Um, with uh, all the a lot of months coming up to the season and leading up to it, and uh, yeah, so it was it was good. So heading into this, you know, it's your last season; it's your last chance to really make an impression for teams at the next level that are scouting you. Did that kind of play into your training? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, just you know, looking at my freshman year to my senior year at UND. And just knowing that, you know, I can, I could really do this. And always that always being in the back of my head, knowing that you know, I want to, you know, play at the next level, want to play in the, at the NFL and uh, get a chance to show what I could do. And uh, it always gave me, you know, extra motivation and just, you know, I'll 
it was all literally always in my in the back of my head when I when I go to bed I think about me playing in the NFL when I wake up I think about it when I'm studying I think about it when I'm working out I think about it so some people might think I'm crazy for that but you know it has never once affected me it's only gave me motivation and just uh pushes me in everything that I do so um yeah you know it's, it's constantly on my mind uh just you know make my dreams become a reality so so now we're starting January 2019, still wrapping up your schoolwork. So what does the next number of months look like for you as you prepare to make an impression for both NFL and CFL teams? Yeah, so I actually just graduated uh, on December 15th with a criminal justice degree. I uh, did that all in three and a half years. So, you know, that's a, a great accomplishment that I've, uh, that I've done. So I'm done school now, and I'm actually currently in Minneapolis. Minnesota I moved out here to uh I'm at a gym called Game Face Training um they're just getting me ready for my pro day combine uh NFL training um just doing all that stuff here I'm actually leaving tomorrow uh I fly out tomorrow morning to uh Fort Worth Texas uh got invited to the college gridiron showcase game it's one of the top four uh postseason uh all-star games for seniors in front of you know uh NFL CFL scouts so um, this is a pretty big game for me. Um, it's uh, through the um, what's the date tomorrow? I think things through the sixth to the ninth. So I leave tomorrow, and then uh, yeah, all thirty-two NFL teams will be there. I know some CFL teams will be there. So um, just a big showing for me. So you know, I got that up next, and then just come back and continue my training uh, out here in Minneapolis, and uh, just get ready for my pro day, which will be at UND in March sometime. Uh, and yeah, just you know, just continue to do what I've been doing. Uh, give thanks to God and everything that I do. And uh, just, uh, yeah, I think everyone will, everything will work out. Do you have to worry about other running backs or is all you can do try to be the best that you can be? Yeah, you know, of course I think about, um, you know, other people in the country. Um, and I think the only time I ever think about that is, is when I'm in the gym training, um, just knowing that, you know, I, I can do an extra rep here and put some extra work in, just knowing that, you know, there's, there's a lot of other guys in the country that are trying to do what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I got to be a little bit different, especially coming from a small school. So I think my work ethic uh, will take me there. Um, I have a very strong work ethic and I'm, I'm very driven. Uh, so, yeah, of course, I, I think the only time I ever think about my competition is when um, just to be like, hey, you know what, Brady, you know, you got to do more here. You got to do extra um, just to get ahead. So, um, yeah, you know, I just want to continue to do what I'm doing and just help beat my uh, opponents. Does it play into your thought process at all that you know you're from Canada you're a Winnipegger there aren't a lot of Canadians in the NFL and you can kind of make history in that regard yeah of course um I mean you see it a lot of more Canadians each and every year getting getting chances uh whether that's you know getting drafted or undrafted free agent or invited to mini camps and even making you know the active 53 man rosters so yeah I think you see uh more and more every year more Canadians getting into that league so uh, it's very exciting for me and uh, just uh, knowing that, you know, I know my skill level and I uh, think that, you know, I will have have a really good shot. And, you know, once I get that opportunity, just, you know, it's all up to me to make the most of it. What makes you unique in terms of your skill set on the field? Yeah, you know, I think looking at my running back game, um, you know, there's lots of running backs in the country that, you know, are fast guys or there's running backs that are extremely strong or there's running backs that can catch well to backfield. But, you know, I think with me, what I bring to the field, I think uh, I do all things, all phases well. Um, you know, I got, I got long speed. Uh, my feet are really quick. I can, I'm can. i an excellent um, pass blocker. I can catch the ball extremely well at the backfield. 
Uh, so I kind of think I bring everything. Um, I'm not just one, of, not just a one dimensional back. Um, so I think that's one thing. And then uh, I just think, you know, my, my leadership skills uh, that I can bring to the table for a team and just my hard work and my dedication that I have towards my craft and just wanting to perfect it uh, and everything that I do. So um, that, I think that those are the things that will kind of separate me from uh, other running backs in the country. Why did you decide to pursue criminal justice as your major? You know what? Uh, it's funny because uh, it's actually because I was always interested in uh, a lot of uh, police shows when I was younger, especially cops and shows like that on TV. So that's what kind of made me pursue it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you know, I have a, I'm very charismatic and uh, I, uh, you know, love just, you know, if I can impact another's uh, life. And um, so, you know, I think, with me with this criminal justice degree, I would definitely want to go into the working with juveniles. And I think eventually, you know, what, whether I do play in the NFL or whatever happens, you know, I still want to use my degree and I, I would like to open up some group homes for juvenile youth. And uh, just, you know, if I could change a few lives along, along the way, and uh, that would just make me, you know, feel so much better just knowing that I can uh, impact the world. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I uh, got on uh, with this criminal justice degree. Do you ever get back to Winnipeg? Yeah, actually, I do. I was uh, I was just home uh, about two weeks ago for about a week visiting my family just after graduation and uh, just to relax, relax a little bit until you know things start picking up here and when I moved out to, to Minneapolis. But you know, I in the springtime when I was uh, playing at UND, you know, I got home uh, pretty much almost every second weekend just to come visit the family and stuff. So. It was nice that I was nice and close to be able to see family and friends and then also for family and friends to come see me play. So uh, I got up to Winnipeg uh, quite often, so I was blessed to be able to, you know, still keep good relationships with a lot of uh, family and friends back home while being in college. Well, Brady, I wish you the best of luck over the next few months. We'll be tracking your progress as uh, we lead up to the draft days, and uh, good luck in all you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate it. When you're a reporter, you often use your phone to record things, press conferences, etc. Things got a little interesting when cricketer Tim Payne, well, a phone call rang during his press conference. Um, yeah, look, my my goals, I said, when I... Whose phone's that? Tim Payne speaking. <laughs> Who is it, sorry? Oh, okay. Who are you after? Casey in Hong Kong. Ah, oh, Martin. All right. Uh, he's in the middle of a press conference. Can I get him to call you back? All right. No worries. I'll tell him to check his emails. All right. Thanks, Casey. Cheers. Check your emails. That's fun, isn't it? Speaking of fun, there's a baseball team launching, and we try to keep you updated on the weird names of minor league baseball teams. Fremont. Moo. That's right. Moo. That is the name of the team. What? Cattle have an undeniable and profound impact in Nebraska, the team's owner said. With cattle outnumbering people in the state, we set to pay homage to these cattle in a fun and family-friendly manner. The team received several good suggestions for the team names, and apparently they said, screw all of them, we're naming them the Moo. The Moo will play at Mahler Field, where Miller, God, there's a lot of M's, said renovations will include a new reserved and group seating. Will they have cows there? What happens when they hit a home run? Just a big, 
Great stuff. Finally. The thing on YouTube, Epic Sax Guy, well, apparently there's something called an Epic Sax Gorilla that played on the roof of a Tacoma minor league baseball game, and it's just a guy in a gorilla suit playing, pretending to play the saxophone while this plays over the PA system. They got in trouble because they weren't properly tethered to the roof, so they were hit with a $56,000 or $2,100 fine. And then, yeah. The, an agency, the agency was fine that. And then the team, $56,000 fine levied because they failed to ensure that safety devices and means reasonable to prevent fall hazards were used and that at least three employees were exposed to falls measuring up to approximately 75 feet while performing on the roof of the stadium. Well, that's not very good. One more time for Epic Sax Gorilla! But for the foreseeable future, Epic Sax Gorilla will keep its feet on the ground. The question is, who snitched? Who would have gone out of their way to punish a minor league baseball team for their in-game gorilla entertainment? Apparently, it was a disgruntled season ticket holder that dislikes our creative director. Take that gorilla, send it to that man's house or woman's house. And then we'll see who's laughing at the sax. That's it for the sports show. Is that weird enough? Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs>